Screw you and your script. Today I'm going to talk about... Screw you and your script. Today I'm going to talk about a sales experience that opens some eyes. So here's the situation. Imagine you've lost everything and you're starting all over again. Maybe in a foreign country, after a nasty divorce, or a major life event. How do people like us, who don't have a rich relative or someone to bail us out, how do we start a business that allows us to build our life from the ground up without having a ton of money? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Corey Edwards, and welcome to the Tactical 10 Podcast. This is Corey Edwards, and welcome to the Tactical 10 Podcast. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about a sales tour that occurred uh, at a timeshare company here in Orlando, Florida, uh, just a couple of days ago. The prospect that was going on the tour arrived in a Tesla, uh, was dressed kind of like a rapper. I mean, he was an African-American man from upstate New York, about 26 years old, very clean lines on his beard, earrings, headscarf on, uh, you know, dressed fairly casual. Uh, so the, the sales rep was a little bit Surprised, I guess, by the fact that he was driving a Tesla, but dressed like he, you know, maybe didn't make enough money to own a Tesla, and immediately passed judgment on the prospect that uh, this was going to be another tour where he was not going to get a sale. Now, I was asked to accompany the sales rep and kind of mentor him and help him out with the sale because he hasn't had a sale for quite a while. He's been going through a slump. He used to be a really good salesman, so we began the tour as. It's supposed to, uh, taking them through a tour of Celebration, which is a Disney town here near Orlando, uh, basically showing the value of the, the real estate in the area. Then to breakfast, where at the end of breakfast, the sales rep was supposed to conduct a survey and basically ask questions about how the person uh, currently vacations, where they go, the things they like to, to do, and that kind of stuff. And then after that, it's supposed to take them back over to the timeshare property show them around and get them familiar with everything that's there. Now, the sales rep, for some reason, despite having been coached by the sales director that morning, did things completely different than he was supposed to. On the drive-through celebration, asked him about vacations, and it was vacation, 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 and the prospect made the comment that he doesn't take vacations uh, because of the fact that he's young. He's very passionate about his business, which is videography, he enjoys uh, shooting rap videos and, and stuff like that. And that he basically is very dedicated to his work and really has no interest in vacations whatsoever. Now, he did mention that he had just lost his girlfriend, in fact, because he worked so many long hours that she got tired of, of not having him available to do fun things. But the kid, obviously, very smart kid, very bright kid, very hardworking kid, and it went just at this point in his life, at 26 years old, is very dedicated to building his videography business and making it work. Now, the sales rep continued to just go on script and talk about vacations and where do you like to go on vacation and what do you do on vacation and, uh, you know, where do you stay when you go on vacation and just vacation, vacation, vacation. You could see a demeanor change in the prospect where, I mean, you can almost see it in his eyes where he's saying, screw you and your script. I'm not interested. This is ridiculous. You're not listening to what I have to say. So the sales rep 
uh, kept talking and going on and on. I noticed a change in demeanor, and he had asked me to jump in on uh, the presentation if I noticed something because he really needed a sale. He hasn't, hasn't had a sale for quite a while, and he said, if you can help me out, please jump in and help me out. So I looked at the kid, and I said, you know, I, I've been learning videography myself. In fact, I've been following this guy named Parker Walbeck, and he has courses on videography, and, you know, he used to be with a company called Devin Supertramp and has made literally tens of millions of dollars in the last few years on videography. And uh, I said, you know, it's pretty cool. He immediately took an interest in that and an interest in me because of me sharing a common passion with him. Now, this, this kid obviously does a lot more videography than I do, I do, but you have to talk their language. You have to evoke that emotion. You have to bring it out and, and build that rapport through what they are interested in. And you have to pay attention to what they're telling you. And the sales rep was not doing that. So, you know, I asked him, I'm like, you know, how's business going? And he's telling me all about it. And I said, you know, do you have your own company started? And he's like, absolutely. And I said, so tell me something. You know, most people that do videography travel a lot. And he's like, oh, yeah, we travel all the time. I go to L.A. a lot. I go to this place and that place. And I said, do you ever shoot on location? And he's like, oh, yeah, all the time. And uh, I said, so typically when you travel for work, what do you do? Where do you stay? Oh, man, we just... We go very cheap Airbnbs or La Quinta Inns and stuff like that. I said, so tell me something. Are they nice places where you're staying? He's like, no, man, we go dirt cheap. He's like, you know, we try to save money. We pack several guys into, you know, one or maybe two bedrooms if we have to and try to keep the expenses low. Now, at this point, I've got everything I need for the timeshare presentation. We talked a little bit more, and I, I looked at him, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm not here to interject in Ernesto's tour. That's his job, and, and I'll let him do that because the kid started asking me more questions. I said, but think about it. If you travel for work, if you bought something like this, you could probably put it in your company's name, and you could probably use it as a tax write-off because you are using it for business travel. And his eyes lit up, and I said... He starts asking me a bunch more questions, and I'm like, I'm going to let you go now because this is Ernesto's job, and I'm from corporate. I'm here to evaluate uh, the, the sales rep, so I will let him go ahead and do the presentation. And uh, at this point, he's chopping at the bit. He's got tons of questions. He's um, you know ready to learn, eager to learn, and all that. And the sales rep <laughs> went into the middle of the presentation, which is supposed to be way, way further along in the tour, and it ended up confusing him, and, and I looked at, at the sales rep, and I'm like, no, don't do that, so I looked at the prospect, and I said, I'm getting ready to skip out for a second, and I said, you know, if you have any questions at the end, feel free to flag me down, and be happy to answer your questions, but I said, pay very close attention to what the sales rep is going to tell you today because I think it would benefit you probably more than anybody else I've ever had come through here. And you're a smart kid. And, and he said, hey, if, you know, how, you know, how would you use this on travel? I said, well, tell me something. I'm like, when you travel, how many rooms do you get? Oh, typically one or two. Is it a little cramped? And he said, yeah. I said, when you pay for that hotel, what do you have afterwards? He's like, nothing. Money's gone. I said, exactly. So if you were to take that money instead of giving it to a hotel and have it be a total loss, 
but instead were to be paying it towards something like this, do you think that would be beneficial to you? And he said, hey, have you read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? And I got a big smile on my face. I said, absolutely, I have. He's like, that sounds very similar to what Robert Kiyosaki talks about. I said, just listen to the sales rep. I said, he'll, he'll take good care of you and just pay close attention to what he's saying. So the sales rep got that sale in spite of breaking the tour, in spite of botching um, the tour, really, the order of the tour, in spite of going and you know sticking to the script and just hammering vacation, vacation, vacation. What I had told the prospect was when you hear vacation, think work travel. And that was the way I worked around that. So despite the rep not <laughs> doing what I had told him to, he was able to pull off the sale. And uh, the kid left happy and, you know, bought a $20,000 timeshare, made down payment and everything. But the point of this is you have to find their motivation. You have to find your prospect's motivation. It is literally all about what's in it for them, not what the script says, not what you want, not what you want to impress on them, but what motivates them, what gets them excited. So whether you're selling a car, whether you're selling you know, a, a multi-level marketing product, whatever you're selling, you have to take the time to ask the questions, to find what moves them, what evokes the emotion. If you don't get them emotionally involved in the sale, they won't buy. Uh, people buy on emotion and then they justify it with logic. So you have to, you have to be able to get into their head that way. So at, at the end of the day, that's what I want you to learn from this podcast episode is, you know, when you see that prospect doing the whole screw you and your script look or demeanor change, then you have got to change your approach. You've got to find out what motivates them and you've got to find that drive, something that will bring back the emotion into the sale. So I hope you have a great day and feel free to apply that knowledge to your sales training, your sales business. And I hope you have a great day. We'll see you on the next episode.